welcome back to Noah's Window. As we wrap up the week this week, um, we're going to go back to Psalm 85. There's another really powerful passage. Uh, down in verse 10, the psalmist says, Unfailing love and truth have met together. Righteousness and peace have kissed. I love the, that language. And as I shared yesterday, to me, Psalm 85 is always the revival psalm. Mm. And it's the understanding of when we get away from God, how to come back to Him and what God blesses. But I love these... Um, these qualities that our world tends to think are mutually exclusive and yet God says they're not and they go together and let me just make this real practical there are times when I preach or teach what God has to say about human relationships or about sexuality and that certain activities are wrong mm -hmm. certain relationships are wrong and I will have people come back and say well I just think God is a God of love you know that these things are okay well what they're really saying is I think God is a God of that tolerates any kind of behavior. And then they equate that with love, which we know really isn't the, the equal of love. But here's the thing. There is no unfailing love without truth. truth. Mm -hmm. um, they go together. And in fact, we see this about Jesus in the Gospel of John chapter one. John said that when Jesus came, he was full of grace and truth. Mm -hmm. Well, grace and truth are not mutually exclusive. They right. go together. In fact, here's the thing. Grace without truth isn't grace. Truth without grace isn't truth. Those two things are part of each other. So uh, I, I love I love this that, that God has got unfailing love, but also truth. And I think it's important that we understand why those two things go together. Mm. Well, we know um, how hard it can be when someone is just all about what's right and what's wrong, but really don't care about people. Yeah. Well, I mean, here's the thing. There, there are. We know there are communities or groups or religions or just collections of people that emphasize one at the expense, uh, at the expense mm -hmm. of the other. For instance, there are people that are in legalistic religion, and for them, boy, it's all about truth and there's mm -hmm. no love. Mm -hmm. And then there are those who say, well, I don't want to offend anybody. I don't want to say anything that makes any behavior or any person engaged in any behavior feel offended. So for me, it's all about love. But the Bible tells us that, that, that neither one of those is, is possible. And again, I'm going off on a tangent here, but when you go into the book of the Revelation, chapters two and three are messages to churches from Jesus directly. You know, uh, in, in, the, in the New Testament, Jesus leaves before the beginning of the church, so he never really speaks directly to the church. Others do, Peter, Paul, um, James, Jude. But when you go into Revelation chapters two and three, all of a sudden you have a bunch of red ink, a bunch of red letters, because Jesus is giving report cards to seven churches. And I really believe that those letters to the seven churches have to do with the time frame that we're in right now. Mm -hmm. You know, there are scholars who say, well, each one of those churches represents a different era in the last 2,000 years. I don't, I don't think that's true. I think you can find examples of all seven kinds of churches in, in any time. I mean, I think mm -hmm. in 2022, you could, you could look at that list of churches, you know, Sardis, Thyatira, Laodicea, Philadelphia. You know, you could go up and down that list and you could find churches probably in one major city that are like all seven of those. Mm -hmm. But the reason why I go there is there are two churches in particular that have a bearing on what we're looking at today. There was a church, in fact, the first church that Jesus referred was the church of Ephesus, which was most likely pastored by John. Mm -hmm. 
and he's he, writing revelation he's, he's writing he's writing revelation so basically god jesus is giving john his own report card as pastor of the church and to the church at ephesus he said you guys are hard working you're great you're awesome when it comes to truth and teaching but at the end he said but you've left your first love mm -hmm. you know you focus so much on truth that you that your love is is waning and jesus is saying get that right i mean this was a church that got a's in all subjects except for the love subject mm. then he moves to the church of thyatira and he says to the church of thyatira you're the most loving church in the world you know and he's commending them for their love but then they were allowing false doctrine to creep into the church and jesus mm -hmm. said you got a truth issue mm. you know and he, so he gave them a lot of a's <clears throat> on other things and including love until it came to truth and so we just see really really clearly that when God looks at the world, grace and truth go together. Mm -hmm. um, he's always gracious, he's long-suffering, and yet at the same time, he loves truth as well. And we can never compromise truth for the purpose of love, and yet at the same time, we can never stop loving because someone comes short of the truth. We can always speak the truth in love. That's it, yeah, that's And I think that is the key right there, is speaking the truth in love. Um, and that can be true whether we're talking to our spouse or to our children or to our friends, our co-workers. Um, we don't have to withhold the truth, but when we speak the truth, we should speak the truth in love. You know, Marielle, I, I, I speak all the time, and so I'm always in preparation, as you know better than anybody mm -hmm. else. I'm always in preparation for messages. So clearly, I do a lot of work preparing for the message, but I also have to prepare my own heart. And, and that's a different kind of sermon preparation but it's very, very important. So when I think about every message I deliver, I'm gonna think in some fashion about this grace, the unfailing love, but I'm also gonna think about truth. So I'll tell you what I do, and maybe this will help all of us. When I'm trying to get my heart in the correct balance, if I wanna think about the importance of truth, I think about the holiness of God. Mm. And the more I contemplate the holiness of God, the more I understand how important truth is. When I want to get myself balanced on love, I just remember what a flawed, broken person I am. Mm. And you know, there's something about focusing on the holiness of God and my own shortcomings that cause me to pull those two things into their proper perspective. And they also have a tendency to really humble me, which I know that God will only bless the preaching if I'm humble before the Lord. Mm. Anyway, that's personal. But. No, but that's good. And I think what you're saying too is um, stopping to take a moment to um, get our own heart right yeah. and and I always think in our relationships with others speaking the truth in love you know and Jesus gave us this example how would we want someone else to speak to us yeah. how would we want someone else to treat us if the roles were reversed and and you and I we have so many different roles and responsibility uh, whether it's uh, with our family or with you know uh, friends or our uh, staff or just people there's so many people but um, what what I watch and I, I love to just admire watching you because you're always such a good example to me even when we have something really hard to talk about if you can if you can have an attitude of love in your heart as you're discussing these difficult things um, it makes such a difference it does you know? it really does all of us all of us tend to coil back when we're confronted with the truth that is corrective in nature or difficult or you know, we're seeing something new and a reflection of us that we weren't really prepared to see. But if the person bringing that to us loves us and communicates that love to us in that process, 
it, it just, it, it's going to be received so much. Uh, you know, really, Marilis, this kind of takes us back to where we started the week, or at least I think it was Tuesday, we talked mm -hmm. about the publican, uh -huh. the tax collector, and the Pharisee. And the Pharisee. Mm -hmm. um, I think there's something especially beautiful about Jesus in mm -hmm. this regard, because the Bible tells us that the tax collectors and the sinners heard him gladly. Mm. And it wasn't like he was saying, what you people are doing is not a problem. He wasn't kissing yeah. up to them and saying, oh, we just need to learn to tolerate your wicked behavior. He clearly called them on what they were doing, but there was such love and forgiveness mm -hmm. and the opportunity for a new life that they were drawn to him. You know, mm -hmm. They knew they were wrong. They, they knew that their lives were not what they should be. But it wasn't like the Pharisees that had their finger in their mm -hmm. face telling them how wicked they were. They knew that already. It was Jesus came with that grace and truth and drew them to a new start. And I don't want us to go too long, but you just introduced a whole new thing that's part of this, but that's the forgiveness factor. Oh, yeah. Because, you know, the Pharisee didn't think he needed any forgiveness. No, no. <laughs> it, was, it was God, you owe me. Yeah. You and, owe so, me. and so um, here, you know, um, you can, the idea would be you could be righteous without having the the um, have truth without the love. It's just impossible. So. You know, I, I, the, 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 well, instantly we're just going to go to all kinds yeah. of scriptures, and this <laughs> this could turn into a three-hour Noah's window. No, we can't do that. But uh, I'll think about Ephesians two eight nine, where the Bible says it's not of works salvation. Mm -hmm. It's not of works unless lest any man should boast. Mm -hmm. You know, when we get to heaven. The, the only attitude the Lord is going to let in is, I can't believe you let me come to this place. <laughs> you know, yes. what yes. he won't let in is, well, I deserve it. I deserve it. Yeah. I deserve it. Yeah. So we all need to, and that goes back to when we're in, in a, in a uh, conversation or a situation, to remember the, the love piece that goes with the truth because we've been forgiven. Yeah. And so we need to keep that in mind when we're uh, talking to other people and dealing with situations. That's right. Well, I hope that will bless you today. Maybe you're facing something today where that will uh, be a good reminder, whatever you're uh, going to be dealing with, to uh, speak the truth in love and make that be a part of how you approach whatever the situation is that you're going through today. That's right. So as we close today, Mark, would you lead us in a word of prayer? Father, we affirm your truth, but we stand in need of your grace. We affirm both and believe both. We recognize that your truth is all truth, and yet at the same time, Father, we're so thankful that you love us with an everlasting love. Help us, Lord, as we conduct our relationships with others to have both your truth and your grace. Your word tells us in Romans that the, your love is poured out on our hearts by the Holy Spirit, and we would ask that the Holy Spirit of God would baptize our hearts in your love so that we could be like Jesus today. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Amen. Well, before we close out today, we're closing this out on Friday. There's a new series coming Brand up this weekend. A new series weekend. called Speak Out. And it's, it's just a great series. It's going to be some great Bible stories and mm -hmm. truth that help us to understand uh, how to speak out mm. in this time where I think a lot of people feel stifled. I was... Uh, Stephen had shared a statistic with me that 89% of Americans don't feel that they can speak freely. Mm. Wow, here in America, isn't that something? Right. So it's going to be a great series. I hope you will join us either on campus or online. And we'll look forward to seeing you again next week here on Noah's Window. We will indeed. Hope you have a wonderful day and a wonderful weekend. God bless.